It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels, and I have on a very special guest with me right now, Fred Moore, who is the host of Steel Nation Podcast. He's a firefighter, critical thinker, and now he has just been promoted to head coach of the physical fitness department at good old FU, the Fuzzball University. So, Fred, thank you very much for coming on to Last Call with Chris Michaels. Chris, thank you very much. This is an honor, actually, to be on your show. Um, and, you know, I am a uh, member of the Fuzzball Nation. You forgot to throw that oh. in there. See, I got to send you a citizenship card and a passport now. Oh, that would be nice. Or a T-shirt. I'll take a T-shirt. Oh, you know, I had a couple of people that actually asked me about T-shirts and sweatshirts. And so I think I found something where uh, a website where I can do that. So I think that's going to be in 2023. So I'm going to definitely look into that more. Yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. No, I think that's um, I think that's what you need, uh, because then we'll be able to identify each other. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from these people. (laughs) (laughs) But Fred, you had an interesting story. You know, you and I have known, known each other for quite some time now. But you had an interesting story because uh, you're a firefighter and you run across some the only way I can put it is bias and bigotry and ignorance in uh, in what's been going on, especially with these vaccine mandates. Right. Yeah. What have you been hearing? What's that? I'm nodding my head while you're saying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) so. That's the thing. What have you what have you been going what's been going on on your side with all this? Well, you know, I when COVID hit, um, I just became a brand new captain. And oh a captain. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just became a captain. So I've been a captain for like three years now. I just I just uh got promoted and you know, we didn't even hear nothing yet about uh this virus. And um then when it came sweeping through the nation and, you know, everybody was in panic mode, uh, we, we didn't go to any fires. We, all we did was go to medical calls and what? yeah, it was like one call after another, uh, for supposedly COVID. Um, and you know, everybody, there were sick people and there's always sick people. We still go to sick people. You know, that's our, our, one of our jobs is first responders. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm watching what's going on across the country and I'm paying attention because then I'm starting to hear about this, uh, you know, mRNA injection. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, all right, I don't like the sound of that. I was already skeptical of stuff like that. And I could tell you a story about that. I remember I remember looking at the news back in the late 80s when Bill Gates was in Africa giving out free injections. And I said, there's something fishy going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was already skeptical and, you know, I'm like, whatever, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And um, next thing you know, all around the country, this vaccine is becoming the, this big problem because firefighters in California, cops in California, firefighters in New York city, uh, are being told don't come back to work. They weren't firing them, but they right. were telling them don't come back. And you know, next thing I know, in my department, and I'm in New Jersey, you know, my department's a decent sized one. You know, we're pretty active, and you know, they uh, they start telling us the they, they, we start getting these letters 
um, coming across, you know, from the top saying uh, there will be there, there will be disciplinary action if you don't get the shot. So now, how would you interpret that? I mean, you see everybody around the nation getting uh, losing their jobs, basically. And they're saying in a very cryptic way, disciplinary action. I'm like, well, what what kind of disciplinary action are they talking about? Right. So I even reach out to my my union and, you know, look, I might I might not be making friends if they hear me talking right now. They're you know, they're going to hate me, but I'm just speaking the truth. I'm done with with. (laughs) Well, all right. Don't don't say too much. You know, if if you're going to get in trouble, you don't want that. Well, look, I asked them, can you please find out what this yeah. disciplinary action is? And, you know, it was, well, you know, well, something stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. OK. So what do you, where do you where does a person's mind go? You go to the worst case scenario. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. Of you course. know, so uh, then they start making us test. And and then um, then the next thing comes out is a mandate if you want to get promoted you you have to get now this is how stupid this rule is if so there's there was firefighters in fact my driver i just became a captain i'm sitting in the captain seat and my driver of the engine is on the captain's list and he's next to get promoted he's not he's he doesn't get the uh mrna shot right right so uh they tell him well if you want to get promoted you have to get it and i i kept telling him no don't do it and so he said, listen, I got a, I got a family. I worked my tail yep. off. I got to yep. do this. So he went and he got the J&J shot thinking, you know, one and done. And now here's how stupid it is. He went, they, they were saying, if you don't get it, you can't get promoted, but you can keep your position as a driver driving in the rig uh-huh. next, next to everybody else being in the firehouse next to everybody else. But if you want to slide over to the captain seat, which is the you're still in the rig, you're still in the firehouse. Oh no, that's different. You have to be injected. And I mean, how absurd is that, Chris? That it's it's mind-boggling. It's stupid. This is all about compliance. Yes. And especially when you're dealing with a state like Dirty Jersey, and see that's that's what us Long Islanders call New Jersey, right? I call it that too. <laughs> Unless we're talking about hoagies, um, which are called <laughs> subs and heroes where I'm from. Uh, right. Yeah, it's dirty Jersey. And let me tell you something else. I'm not a fan of Bruce Springsteen. I'm sorry to tell you his yeah. best song was written by Tom Waits. So I'm a fan of Tom Waits. <laughs> which song was that? Jersey Girl. Oh, my God. Jersey Girl was written by Tom Waits, who yeah. sounds like Cookie Monster, not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> um. Uh, so anyway, it sounds like this is all about compliance. It's got nothing to do with health and safety. It's got nothing to do with making sure everybody is, you know, a, a non-spreader. You know, it's yep. got everything to do with, no, you're going to bow to our will. Right. And I can validate that because I know people in New York's healthcare industry. Okay. So we're talking about hospital networks. And when COVID first came out or when these shots first came out, what they started to do was say essentially what happened to you. Don't show up until you've got proof, right? That you were, that you were injected with something. And what also happened 
was these people were illegally furloughed. So there was no letter saying that you can't show up. There was no letter saying that you violated any policy. There was no email saying that. It was a phone call and don't show up. No proof. There's no paper trail for any of this. Right. So what eventually happened was they had to find an allergist to say that, hey, I am allergic to some of the product in these injections, some of the materials in this injection, because we don't even know what's actually really in these injections, right? Because a lot of it's secret. Yeah. We know know about certain things. We know about like horseshoe crab blood. We know about nanolipids. We know about, you know, certain other things. So they had to find an allergist in New York state that would actually allow them to perform the allergy test. Because there are only two allergists in all of New York State that would do this test. Because, as you know, these doctors were being threatened with their licenses. Yes. So my doctor, being, you know, I'm a pureblood, my doctor would not directly say, I don't think Chris should not get this vaccine. He wrote in my... um, in my exemption that he has some concerns about this due to that. He would not directly say, I don't think he should get it. And think about it. If a doctor is making what three, four, five $500,000 a year, they're not going to sit there and risk their license for uh, you or me. No. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's, it's, you know, eventually I won out, but still, uh, and eventually, uh, you know, the, the person I know in the healthcare network, they won out too, and they've been vindicated, but, but it's crazy. I think, I think you may actually have a shot with going after the, um, the union and also going after the, whoever, I don't know how the structure works in a fire group. And bringing up the FDA documents saying that this is still under trial, right? It's not, it's not approved. It's authorized, which means it's experimental. And the trials right. are still ongoing. Yeah, well, that is something I did bring up. Um, and th- you see, I was lucky. I got promoted before that this oh, mandate good. came out. So I didn't have to get the shots. I'm a pure blood, too. <laughs> but um, I, I would like to think that in the future I could get promoted to the next level up to a battalion chief. That would, right. that would be something nice. Uh, but I'm not on the list. And so when I went to the union to say, Hey, we need to do something about this. They said, look, you're not even on the list. You can't, you can't grieve it. I said, why can't the union grieve it? And I said, look, it's, it's under emergency use authorization. Yeah. Uh, there is a thing called the Nuremberg Code. These are all <laughs> Oh, things. man, you brought that up, too. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And that's, that's when oh, nobody man. wants to talk to me anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that's, you're bringing up Nazis. <laughs> basically, right. <laughs> so what they say to that? How'd they react? Uh, they, they just blew me off. That was yeah. it. That yeah, was it. Yeah, and, you know, the, the, the one thing about being in a union is you're paying dues. You're supposed to get represented. Right. There's a yeah. lawyer. So now I'm like, well, I got to go get my own lawyer. And, and of course, I did go down that road. And then when, when he talked about the actual cost for all this and the chances with all these judges even being bought. Oh, yes. I, I said, all right, I'm not in a comfortable position where I could spend a hundred grand. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, it will be an uphill battle because yeah. all of these people are compromised. And right. it's extremely sad. And, and the other sad part about this is that even if you present information, they are so brainwashed into thinking that they're right and to think that they know more than you, even when you put the information in front of their face. Right. Like, it, it's total brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Isn't it's it absolutely scary? crazy. It's, it's... In- oh, man. Horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. That it's I, that scary. I, I, you know, I, it, what we're looking at is a form of scientific fascism. Oh, know? yeah. That's totally. what it is. And, you know, behind it is a chemical cartel. The, the, the pharmacies and, I mean, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they are pushing chemicals. And yeah. it's, that's all it really is when you, when you look through the veil. It's just scientific fascism and a chemical cartel. Right. And did you, have you been paying attention to anything that's been going on at the World Economic Forum? Oh, my God. I just saw oh. a video this morning. I think it was I think it was Tony Blair. Yes. Yes. I was going to bring that up. Did you see his hand where he's making that claw, but it's turned up? He's got a claw hand, but he's turning it up toward the sky. And he's saying if we could just get people to um, uh, get the vaccine and, and then we have to have them digitally monitored. And then he's complaining about how the none of the countries are really doing anything digitally yet. Like this is his, he, that hand shows me his level of frustration and he's like trying to get everybody under his control. That's what evil dictators do. Did you ever watch He-Man or oh, of course. Okay. Remember the evil guy what was a Skeletor. Or yes. Yes. He, w- he would turn his fingers up and then laugh and, and, and say, you know, something powerful Evil things. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm like that, that hand gesture is a, uh, is a tell. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I was going to bring that up because his quote was, we should be helping countries to develop a national digital infrastructure, which they will need with these new vaccines what are you talking about right right what 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 is what do you mean you need a new national infra- digital infrastructure for these vaccines why what's right. in these vaccines yeah. what's in these vaccines because that tells me that like if we want we can go down a really really bizarre road and i brought it up on my podcast as always but it, that says to me that they're either trying to segregate certain certain portions of society because they're going to be tagged with whatever this vaccine technology is and they need a database and then if you really want to go down a weird road then you talk about you know disclosure and aliens and all that stuff and the only thing that makes sense to me if you're going to explore that option is a lot of these aliens look very similar to humans so they need some way to categorize them so that they know through 5G and smart cities who's who. That, that's the only thing I can think of. And then, of course, you got digital currencies and, and all that, too. But it's yeah. bizarre stuff. I never thought I'd be living through things like this. No, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard to get used to, isn't it? Um, uh, after three years, I've really got, gone through a hell of a lot mentally and physically with sure. all this. And, um, you know, now I'm at a point now where, you know, I have 
accepted that this is the way the world is, but I still wake up and I have to pinch myself and I can't believe this science fiction <laughs> shit is actually real. I don't want to live in a science fiction movie. I don't. No, I absolutely not. And there are a lot of people like us out there that just flip the bird to all of this kind of thing. Yes. And keep doing that. that yes. Is, by the way, um, that's the, the real America, by the way. Right. Re authenticity. I don't care where you go. You take this shit down to the hills of Tennessee, all right, and you try to like, talk about uh, digital tracking and stuff, they will pour moonshine on you and light you on fire. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> and those, those are my kind of people, all right? Because right. They're, they're real. They're authentic. Authentic. They're authentic. authentic. Yeah. And they flip the bird and they say, screw you, leave me alone. And that's America. And that's yeah, the America is. we never want to lose. So people listening, please keep flipping the bird. Yes, absolutely. Keep flipping those birds. <laughs> so there um with with all this COVID stuff, I don't know if you see this in uh dirty jersey where you are, but it seems as though they flip on a switch and then literally everybody that got vaccinated gets sick at the same time. Oh, you want to hear a story? Yes. All right. So it was um, last year uh, at work. We, we have our Christmas parties in town uh, where we work. We'll, you know, we'll for our shift. So all the guys are invited and the girls that work there. They're invited and we'll go to a restaurant. So we're putting money into the system. You know, we're, we're supporting the people who pay taxes to the, into our salaries. And it's, you know, it's, it's fun. We go out for Christmas. So they actually, uh, they canceled Christmas the first year when COVID hit, obviously, because we weren't allowed to even uh, go to church. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. But you can go to a casino and a liquor store. That's fine. <laughs> yes, that's that's a different subject. Right? Don't mess with that. But uh, then last year they were like, okay, well, we'll allow the Christmas party again because people are vaccinated. So I decided I wasn't going to go because I said I got a bad feeling and I don't want to be the guy blamed because they're yep. going to say, oh, the unvaccinated Fred was in there. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. So I didn't go. So right up to the, you know, we were at the shift before this Christmas party, guys were going and get, some of them were going to get their booster shots. So um, the Christmas party happened. And then the next shift, I show up to work and 26, Chris, we have 42, we have 44 guys on shift. Yeah. 26 of them called out sick with COVID all vaccinated and boosted and they uh, were all they were all at the party gee i wonder how that happens <laughs> so i said this is what i said i said can we end this charade now can we stop do i need to keep testing when vaccinated guys are are uh -huh. spreading it around don't you see how stupid this is and and again you get the the, the eyes roll up in the head and the shoulders they, nobody wants to challenge the narrative nope. nobody wants to challenge their superiors their bosses or whatever right and, and a lot of people too I, this is my experience and where i am I'm, it's unfortunate to say but they're stupid they do not even consider the fact 
that their immune systems have been blown apart by these injections. Yeah, that's hard right? to accept, I think, for people. I, yeah. I completely agree. It's hard to accept. But that's the reality of the situation. Yes. You know, Maybe it's because I'm a Virgo and I just drop cinder blocks in people's laps when I talk about some of this stuff. But if you at least know the situation that you're in, then you're able to counter it and maybe get better. Right? Right. You, wouldn't you rather know that, oh, hey, wait, I, I may have done something really stupid for whatever reason, you know, coerced family jobs. It doesn't matter why you did it, but this is the situation I'm in. What can I do to get out of it? Yeah. Right. Not, and, and it doesn't involve getting a sixth booster, which you know, stop, right. <laughs> stop with all that. And, you, you know, like you want to hear some of these people say, you know, get up on the podium, so to speak, or, you know, uh, get up on their soapbox. And you want to hear them say, hey, you know what? I did the thing. I, I, I went along with, with what everybody wanted to be done. And you know what? I'm pissed. I did it. And you promised. You said it wouldn't trans. I wouldn't transmit. I wouldn't get anything. And, well, then you change that story to, well, maybe you'll just get a little sick. You won't get – you won't go to the hospital or whatever. But I'm sick and tired of – uh, standing here being lied to you, I took the shot and it didn't work. Where are those people? Right. Right. And I think, see, see, that's troubling too, because a lot of those people are hidden because they're, they're pretty high up. It seems as though the people that are higher up in the ranks, wh wherever it is, you know, business, um, you know, in their community, they're not stupid. They, they understand those people understand. And if they were to admit that, then that's a th all of a sudden the cards come tumbling down because then they're going to have to answer to their employees. They're going to have to answer to, to their community members and everything else. And also it, they'll run into the same exact uh, the same exact reaction that you and I run into, which is, oh, you're just ridiculous. Oh, it can't be the vaccine. The vaccine is 100 percent safe. Yes. Right. You know, so how do you actually counter that? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm at the point where it's I'm not going to I don't lecture anybody about it. You know, on my podcast is a little bit different because I talk to nobody and then they can't respond to me because I'm talking to nobody. So I'll say whatever I want. But in front of people, it's it, I don't even bring it up. If they talk about it, that's fine. I'll maybe slip in a little, you know, oh, hey, have you read this study? Have you read about, you know, what this does over here or this person? And then that's it. If they want to bite on that information, that's one thing. And then we'll talk about it more. But I am not, you know, I'm not out there preaching, you know, this is what you should be doing or whatever, because you can't. Yeah. You can't. These people are lunatics, especially yeah. in Democrat states like yours and mine. Forget right. about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, that's it. That's I've come to that conclusion myself. I think I think you have to go through a whole process here. In the beginning, I was, you know, sounding the alarm and and look, you know, I've had people come up to me at work and they're like, you know, like this one guy I talked to, he's he didn't get the shot either. And he agrees with everything. And, and when I hear him talk, he's he's saying what I'm thinking, but he is not vocal. Yeah. I was the vocal one. Right. And so he tells me everybody thinks I'm nuts. 
Well, you goes, know what? F him. <laughs> right. He goes, he goes, you know, I don't want to make you feel bad, but everybody here thinks you're nuts. And I go, you, you, th- you think I don't realize that when I look at the look in their eye and stuff. But, Chris, I will tell you this. I've had about five or six guys come up to me very quietly when nobody else was around. And they say, hey, it looks like you were right. Yep. And I turned to him. I said, I wasn't right. I was just looking at the obvious facts here. And I was just telling you to to not trust what's going on here. But, yeah, they've come up to me. They've they've said, you know, I was was reluctant. But I took the shot because the rest of the guys took it. And I I didn't want to be a – I I wanted to be a team player. You know, that needing to belong – is so strong um you know it's it's crazy how people are such followers oh yeah totally totally they're all followers yeah and and it's it's scary to also realize that a lot of these people will do something like that i mean you want to talk about nuremberg like you brought up before i mean how did the nazis come to power well i mean the past three years is an excellent example yes (laughs) of how you can make seven billion people uh, toe the line and not question a thing they're told. I mean, right. it's crazy. Yep. So let me ask you this question. Being that you go on various calls throughout your community, do you see an uprising in, uh, not an uprising, I mean an increase, not, not a rebellion, but an increase in things like cardiac arrest and heart attacks and all those kinds of calls or no? Ooh, that's a good question. So I, I was, Are you even allowed to talk about that? How about that? Yeah, I can talk <laughs> about it. Um, so I, I think I have, Chris. You, have. Um, you know, there's a lot of strokes or reports of strokes, cardiac issues. Um, I've been on medicals where somebody has passed out and it's a young person, like a 16 year old. And, wow. you know, just a lot of, a lot of, weird things like that. It seems like there's an uptick. Um, this is, you know, I'm not basing this off of actual numbers. Yeah. Uh, right. It's for anecdotal. Sure. It's what it's, yeah. but I've been doing this job now for uh, 20 years. Okay. And I've been riding medicals uh, for that whole time. And, and you can hear them going off over the dispatch and, you know, around town, around the city. And it just seems like there's more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do they give any explanation as to that? Or is it just, hey, this is what it is? No. And, you yeah. know, I mean, when, when I go to somebody's calls, the, 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 I want to ask so bad, hey, did you take the mRNA shot? But I don't do it because I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to cause a problem or not because there's no clear, yeah. you know, definition. No... Right, right. And, and you know what? What's funny, too? Is that all of these people? Uh, like I, I've got a I've got a, a friend that lives in uh, in New York City. So I, I don't live in New York City, um, but I got a friend that lives in New York City, th- completely compliant with whatever it is. And you know they are they've got three degrees in college, mm. right? So so they've gone through the motions. They've gone through the idea that if you want to present a thesis, you've got to have evidence to back it up, right? That's just basic college stuff. If you want a degree, you've got to write a paper. And this is why 
your thesis is correct and these are the examples and, and, and evidence for it, right? No. They, they won't question anything about the mRNA, though. <laughs> they won't question anything about, well, I was told uh, from TV that this is, this is correct, so I have to do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing where I'm like, okay, you're sick again and you're on your deathbed, right? Did you get it? Did, were you boosted? Did any of this happen? But then now people are getting very cagey with answering questions like that, right? Oh, right. it's my personal medical data. You can't ask whether or not I'm vaccinated. Well, you asked me right. if I was vaccinated, if yeah. I just wanted to, to pinch off a loaf in the restroom at the restaurant, you know? <laughs> like, what the hell's wrong with you? Where, where did the tables turn? So now I just look at them with scorn. And yeah. that's... <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing. If you really want to go deep with this, um, there's a lot of people out there, like people who study theology and things. Yeah. And, and they're pointing out how a lot of this, this is the Covidian cult, the Covidian mindset. It's almost like it's a religion. Like, did you ever hear somebody who was afraid to question, say God? Like, oh, you don't you don't ask those kind of questions. You just don't ask that. That's that's disrespectful. Well, it's almost the same way with with the shot. Like, yeah. oh, no, no, you don't question it. It's coming from the high priest Fauci. And he is knowing he knows everything. And no, we don't question it. We just we just do what we're told. It's you're right. You're 100 percent right, because it almost is like they did the psychological studies on how to create this extremely compliant society. You have the figurehead. You've got the dude in the, in, the, in the lab coat, like Dr. Fauci. Remember when he was up there with Trump all the time? Yeah. And he had, always had that stupid lab coat on, or maybe he had a suit and tie or whatever. And the media portrayed him as you know the voice of reason within yes. this rogue Trump administration. So all of these people gravitated towards this stooge. And it was completely psychologically driven propaganda. I mean, they play, if you want to say anything about them, they played it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, as despotic as they are, they played it perfectly. And I think, I don't think people are ready to come to that realization that they were completely just, just bamboozled by this and taken yeah. advantage of it. Right. They're, they're, Beliefs are being challenged, and we know that when people have beliefs, they, if, especially if they build an identity off of their beliefs, a lot of people oh, yeah. identify. You know, these are the people who on Facebook they 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 changed their their pic of themselves to the pic where they're wearing the face mask. Like, you, you, why would you cover up your face <laughs> on Facebook? I don't understand. So they put this. These are the people who actually connect their identity to the belief and now you're 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 disrupting them by pointing out that the, that the paperwork that was coming out of Pfizer shows that there was all these people uh in their first trial who were having uh health issues or or there was um you know miscarriages or whatever oh and, yeah and you know they don't want to know that no you can't tell me that that's going against my beliefs and I don't want my beliefs to change because then yeah. that just means my whole world is, is meaningless. It's going to crumble. It, yeah. They don't realize that they were, they were literally hoodwinked into a religion. 
Yes. And they don't want to, (laughs) all of the, it's funny, like all of these super supposedly intelligence people, right? They've got 15 degrees. Uh, I've graduated from an Ivy league school, whatever, you know, they don't want, and they are always claiming to be atheists. Oh, I don't believe in God. You know, right. I, I, I no, 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 no. But it's exactly what you said. They believe in the science. That's right. They believe in yes. the science. Yeah. They don't. They 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 should be validating the science, right? That's right. what a theory is all about. A theory is just the most reasonable experiment that occurs time and time again until something else better comes along to either disprove the theory or improve or, you know, whatever it is. It's just the most common experiment or the most, uh, I can't word it properly right now because I'm flustered now. Um, but you get the idea of where I'm coming from. On this. Yeah, ab- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They're not even doing proper science here. I mean, no, it's, it's all rigged. Yeah. It's, it's just what uh, they engineer it, whatever way they, they need to, to, to display it to the masses. To sell it. To sell, sell it, it baby. right? It's just a product, and we're gonna sell a product. It's like Nike selling uh, sneakers, or yeah. it, like what was it, the Reebok Pump? Remember, like oh you know, yeah, how ridiculous was <laughs> that shoe? Was a ridiculous was stupid, shoe. right? <laughs> so but they, stupid. But the marketing behind it was was the, you know equivocal to the same marketing that they're using for this jab. Yeah, yeah. Where? So let me ask you this: Where do you think this is all going? I think. Uh, Judging by the fact that they ran uh, another one of these, uh, you know, it was Bill Gates running another one of these, um, uh, these scenarios, scenarios and, yeah. like he like he did prior. And judging by what um, Tony Blair just said about how there's going to be these new vaccines coming out. Like, what are you talking about? Like you said earlier, Chris, what vaccines? Because what do you know something? that? So I feel like there's going to be another pandemic. And, you know, I, I feel like this, all we went through, all this was, was a trial run. Yeah. Um, it's, and I think it's all this, my opinion, but when Bill Gates was running Microsoft and they were going to launch a new thing, they would launch something smaller and then get all the bugs out. And then they would launch the big thing. Totally. And I, and I think that that's what's going on here. And I think that now they know how to uh, fight against people, you know, pushing back. They know who to fight against. They, there's already a target on everybody's back. You can see they're already dialing in on the big names like um, Jordan Peterson is now, uh, up, you know, he's up in yeah. Canada and they're trying to remove his medical license, uh, not his medical license. His, yeah. It's like, he's yeah. He, so he can't practice. Yeah. 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 So, so they need to get people like him out of the way first, you know? Um, and then the next one, it'll be a, uh, a more severe pandemic, which will really scare the pants off of everybody to get right into compliance. I feel like the one, two punch, all we did right now is uh, we're, we're waiting for, well, we got the one-two punch. We're waiting for the kick in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think, so it's interesting you bring that up because I was on, I was listening, you know, on Twitter. Um, they've got Twitter spaces now, which is basically just a big conference call between a whole bunch of people. Man. And on one of them was, um, 
I think it, I think it was Matt Taibbi who was you know responsible for Twitter files and all that stuff, and um, a couple of other scientists and mRNA specialists. Now, I I can't validate this because I haven't found the documents, but one of the speakers said that they have planned another 17 mRNA factories across the United States. Half of them are, are, are producing product, if not ready to go soon. And the United States has already put in an order for somewhere around 500 million shots. So what are we talking about? And then, on uh, the World Economic Forum, if you who was the guy, um, I think it was from the CEO of AstraZeneca. Um, he came out and said, well, luckily enough, we were working on um, an mRNA vaccine for COVID in January of 2020. Yeah. Well, well wait a minute. Hold everything. We didn't right. know about COVID until March of 2020. Right. What? How prescient are you? Who? What tea leaves are you reading to know that you needed to come up with this? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I think I agree with you on that one. But. Yeah. And the other thing, too, you know, I mean, there is a there is a, a I guess you could say it's a theory uh, when people talk about what's going on. They say, well, you know, it's all about money. It's all about money. You know, they're going to get rich. You know, these people were already rich. They were right. rich before 2020. They were all fine. You, yeah. I mean, there is a point where the millions and millions of dollars you have just becomes meaningless, right? Yeah. So, so how much more money do they really want? And, and now, like you just said, they have an order out there for 500 million doses. I mean, my God, the amount of money that these people are going to make. But is it really all just about money? Because – they have everything in the world that they want. They can buy a friggin' island if they want. Exactly. So there's got to be, for all this, there's got to be another reason. I think and so. I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, and I'm. Throw I mean, it I, out there. When I tell people this, sometimes I get, nah, I no. get some weird looks, but it's, it's depopulation. Exactly. Exactly. I, 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 I think I, I lean in that category. And, um, you're, have you heard of Catherine Austin Fitz? Yes. Okay, so Catherine Austin Fitz a couple of weeks ago said the only thing that explains why you've got different batches of these shots going to different states and you're seeing different results is because you're seeing a quota that needed to be filled. A depopulation quota. So... That's why in some states you, you have a lot of adverse events. In other states you don't. Um, that's why in some countries you see a lot of reaction. In some countries you don't. It's because each country, according to somebody, whether that's the World Economic Forum or not, although I suspect that's where, where it's coming from, they had a quota to depopulate by a certain percentage. And these shots were the way to do it. And it wasn't oh, we're injecting somebody and boom, they're going to keel over within 48 hours. Although a lot of that did happen. It's right. more like you're going to weaken the immune system. So whatever diseases or ailments you have that your immune system was keeping in check, 
they're now just going to be able to ravage your body and then they're going to blame it on that. Yes, exactly. Yes, I agree with that. So it looks like, oh, you know, oh, so-and-so died of cancer. Well, we, we've been hearing about cancer for decades now. Yeah. Right? Oh, so-and-so uh, died from an aneurysm or a stroke. Well, they were older anyway. Oh, you know, it's all that stuff. And it allows, you know, basic people out there uh, to say, well, you know, it was old age. Oh, right. it was the so I'll I'll give you another example. So I've got um, I've got a good friend of mine. He's been my friend for decades. Gets the shot, and his fiance gets the shot. Almost a year to the day later, he has problems with his thyroid, and it's swollen. But apparently, there's no other you know no other adverse event going along with it and my question is you've got a swollen thyroid there's something going on don't tell me that nothing's going on right (laughs) he also had he started to develop lumps all over his breasts so yes men do get breast cancer but and he had those things analyzed and oh no don't worry about it it's benign it's it's fine you just have them it's like, no, all of a sudden your thyroid is screw up, screwed up. You're having lumps on your breasts. Th- th- something is going on here. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to tell you, something is happening. Yeah. His, his fiance, almost a year to the date, gets a polyp on her vocal cord that she had to get removed. My parents know a friend. Same thing. Almost a year to the date, a polyp on their vocal cords. Yeah. Dude, what on earth? <laughs> yeah, I um, I could tell you stories too, p- uh, neighbors, friends, and stuff like that. One interesting thing, uh, it, it, in the fire department, if you remember, the shots were first available for first responders and doctors and nurses only, right? Our frontline workers, and um, I don't really, you know, especially where I work, you know, everybody seems healthy. So I started to develop a thought here and I said, well, wait a minute. If I was going to, you know, start depopulating people and getting, you know, getting rid of our population, the last thing I would want to do is put all the first responders up and give them something that's going to start causing health problems right away. And it's going to scare everybody else off. In fact, what I want is all these people to be fine. Because then everybody will say, oh, see, they took it and they're fine. So my theory is that most of the first responders in that first wave, they got saline. They got, right. you know, um, yep. part, they're part of this experiment. So, you know, there's people getting the, the real thing. Right. And then there's somebody getting a placebo. Exactly. Right. Because that's how you run an experiment. Yeah. And you have to run it that way. So that, yeah. that, that would explain why some places have adverse events and some places don't. Right. So another part of you is that you are extremely physically fit with yeah. – what is this? Mace? Yeah. Not actually spraying people with mace, but actually swinging around a medieval mace. How did you get started with all that? Where did you find that? Because well, you, you and everyone else that you post – you guys have freaking amazing cores. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the, the ancient medieval weapon, the mace. And it's, 
now being used for fitness instead of killing people. Although, <laughs> although you could still use it to kill with, but yeah, <laughs> that's not what we're doing. But it is, um, it is an extraordinary, wonderful way to work out. Um, I discovered it about three years ago, and I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, there's been people doing it much longer than me. Um, and I, I, that's why I started my podcast, Steel Mace Nation, because I, I wanted to explore it more. There's really not much documented out there. And, and, um, and there's something so interesting about it. If you find another person in the room who does anything with a steel mace or a steel club, you automatically click. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world, what your beliefs are. It's like, oh, you, you do that too? And then you have a, a best friend right Yeah, there. yeah. But yeah, we swing a mace around. There's a technique. There's a, there's a way to do it. And it's actually not a new thing at all. It goes back thousands of years. The, if you go back to Persia, the Persian warriors in India even, yeah. right? They would um, train. They would wrestle. And uh, they you the primary weapon back in those days was the mace. A lot of people think sword was the number one weapon. It was really a mace. It was more durable and it was cheap. You know, anybody could um, have one, whereas yeah. a, a good sword was going to be, you know, expensive. You had to be somebody special. So uh, but you know, when you're fighting with a mace, maybe four pounds is the most you're going to use. But what these warriors would do is tie a rock onto an end of a stick, basically a piece of bamboo or something. But they would put a heavy one because if you could swing a heavy one, then when you're in battle, you could swing a light one all day. And right. some of these guys, when they went to war, they would fight from from dusk till dawn. Wow. Or I'm sorry, from dawn to no, dusk. Either way, right. I mean, it doesn't matter. I get it. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, they would swing it. And there was a, there's a special way you swing it. You cast it behind you. If it, It's like a pendulum. It falls behind you. You kind of let it fall. And then you catch it when it's slowing down, when the momentum's running out, and then you pull it over, and there's uh, a lot of core involved. So, I mean, nowadays, you have uh, people who are swinging up to 80 to 100 pounds in competition, (laughs) which is nuts. Yeah, Yeah. it's nuts. And these aren't, like, gigantic people either. Some of them are just normal-looking people, and they're – now, now, is most of this coming from arm strength, or is this coming from stabilizing your core? It's mostly your core. So yeah. the thing about uh, the arms, though, is if you put your hands behind your head, right, and you see how your elbows bend, that tricep, the back of your arm, is stretched. So at that point, you are putting some weight on there, but through technique there's a way to do it so that you don't, you know, you tear don't the t- ruin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't tear your tricep. And um, I mean, that's going, that's going to the more extreme level. You know, most of the people I coach, they're swinging 10 pounds, 15 pounds, you know, a good, healthy, strong guy. I'll get them swinging up to 20, 25 pounds. I swing 25 to 30 pounds regularly. Um, that's it. Uh, for, that, for that for your results that's all you're doing that seems crazy to me i thought you were doing a lot more than just 20 25 pounds well it's it's that but plus it's you know just uh all 
all the training involved. There's yeah. all kinds of different. There's there's also steel clubs which are shorter. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and you and there's a whole movement pattern that goes with that. Um, so it it's also how I eat. That's Only, right. I want yeah. to ask you about that. Do you, so my problem has always because I'm the type of person that works out generally two times a day. I work out in the morning, I work out at night because if I don't, I'm going to be really angry from the day job. So I need to get out some of that energy at night. And my biggest problem has always been retaining muscle. I drop muscle off so fast. It's ridiculous. So I'm constantly playing catch up. And I notice now that I'm older, um, things ain't working the way they used to. (laughs) So... So now I notice a little problem uh, with my knee and a little problem with my wrist. Yeah. So what, what is it? Do you have a meal plan? What are you doing for all that? Because I've looked into all this stuff and it seems as though going back to just extremely basic things that people used to eat back in the 1800s is the best. Yes. Yeah, you got it. That's it. Stay away from the junk. Stay away from sugar, um, high protein, you know, um, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, you're going to have difficulty getting enough protein. Right. I, you know, um, yeah. I'm a big believer in eating meat, but I also believe that everybody's different. Uh, so, you know, eat however you got to eat. But the, but the, the main thing is to eat a lot. You got to eat a lot. So I was eating back in the day. I would eat six meals a day. And when I say six oh. meals, <laughs> Yeah, Man. six six full meals. I was and I was weighing all my food, and I was doing three thousand to four thousand calories a day. I was eating sweet potatoes. I was never hungry because I was always stuffing myself every two to three hours. That started to change though as I got older, because I just can't. My digestive system can't handle it like that. And also, yeah, as you get older. It gets harder to keep the muscle and it gets easier to put on fat, it seems, right? Yes, that I noticed too. Yeah, so I mean, I used to be a heavy carb guy. Uh, You know, everybody talks about carbs like they're bad. They're not if you're working out all the time. They're great for energy. Uh, Eating carbs helps your muscles get fuller um, because when you eat carbohydrates, your body retains water. Um, For every gram of carb you eat, you're going to hold, I think it takes three, three grams of water to support one gram of carbs. So when people cut uh, carbs out of their diet and they go on a keto diet, most of that's always water weight. Because when you eliminate, when you go from, say, 200 grams of carbs a day down to 25, uh-huh. all that water that was being retained to support the carb is now being ejected out of your body. So that's where people get that weight loss, you know, yeah. benefit. Um, and then, the, you know, they might lose five or 10 pounds. And that's a, a, a quick way to, to lose weight, but you're not really losing fat. You got to stay with that kind of diet longer. Yeah. But um, nowadays I'm eating a lot more protein than I've ever ate. And really? Yeah. And my carbs, I'm, that's where I'm being careful. And when I start to feel depleted, uh, I add in some more fats and stuff. So did you ever hear of ghee? No. What's that about? Ghee is clarified butter. 
Um, oh, okay. It, it's it it's comes from India, really. It's I don't know if it's the same thing as clarified butter, but what what they do is they they basically um, make butter and then they skim out the animal fats uh-huh. or whatever, so you don't even need to refrigerate it. It's a it's a healthy saturated fat, basically. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I like to use that um, for my fats, and I eat. Um, I, I I'm eating yolks, more yolks. I used to uh-huh. eat nothing but egg whites back in the day, and now I'm eating more yolks. And this all this has helped me feel better. Um, and I feel like I'm getting nut- a nutrition that I need. Yeah, for sure. I I love eggs. So yeah, I, and yolk and all, like give me everything. I love eggs. Oh yeah, and. As far as meat goes, I'm not a real big steak guy. So I'm not a real beef person. But if you throw wild boar in front of me, I mean, forget about it. I'm really? Wow. Wild, I love wild boar. Um, I love bison. Yeah. I mean, all of those meats are really, really dense. Um, yeah. And I'm a huge, huge smoked fish kind of person. Okay. Yeah. I, I love all that stuff. And... I was also researching a little bit on um, the fats that people had back way back in the day. And, you know, it, you, you find out that, you know what, that kind of meal, that kind of food wasn't necessarily bad for people. No. Where you're getting all these extra fats from, let's say, like a, like a cod liver or liver itself, like chicken liver yes. and beef liver. There's so many nutrients in that. It's it's crazy that it's not a staple in a diet. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the food pyramid is all ass backwards. Oh, you know? yeah. And, and, sure. and this whole story about how, you know, fats lead to heart disease and stuff like that. There's plenty of doctors that are out there now. Good. Putting up good lectures, talking about these. um these lipid drugs that people are taking to get their cholesterol down and they're talking about uh, f- cholesterol from food. And they're saying it's all a bunch of horse shit, really. It's, it's, it, it, you know, you can eat, you can eat fat. Yeah, totally. You could definitely eat fat. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it, especially yeah. if it's the good kind of fat. Right. All right, Fred, I have to get running. I appreciate yes, you for being so gracious by joining the fuzzball nation on the last call podcast with Chris Michaels. If people want to follow you and listen to you, where can they go? They can go to steelmacenation.com uh, for my website. I'm on Instagram at steelmacenation. And if you want to check out the podcast, it's on Spotify and it's also on YouTube. If you go to on YouTube and just search Steel Mace Nation podcast or something like that, um, it could come up and, um, people, if anybody listening, if you want a, a good, a good place to start would be episode 154 and episode 174, because I have, uh, your lovable fuzzball oh. on, Oh, I'm blushing. Mr. Chris, see it. <laughs> Mr. Chris Michaels himself. You came on the podcast and, and graced our presence over there. So, um, that's a good place to start, but yeah, that, that, that's where you go. And that's, uh, that's it. All right, Fred. Thank you. Thank you very much for being on the last call podcast. I'll talk to you soon. All right, my friend. Thank you for having me on. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.